0: Welcome to Explore the Space. We're digging into healthcare issues that matter most. Our guests and conversations mine these issues for perspective and answers. There is a gulf between healthcare and our communities. This is the place to talk about it. Now here's your host, Dr. Mark Shapiro.
1: Welcome back to Explore the Space. I am am fully caffeinated for this episode. There are few people on this planet, there are few people that I have known and associate with who have more energy than me. But the guest that I have coming up is one of those people. Before we get to Eric Burns, just a quick word. Please come and check out the new website. We are extremely proud of everything that's going on. We are closing in on episode 100. And uh, we're we're just so excited about the whole archive, all of the stuff that's there. My blog is there. Please take the opportunity to look around www.explorethespaceshow.com. We're on Twitter at Show. This just, uh, it's, it's growing really quickly and, and everything that people contribute that they share that they're liking is really, really helpful for us to create the content that you all want to hear. Definitely please take the opportunity to go to iTunes or whatever platform you like. Leave us a rating and a review. That really helps us out. That really drives explore the space in terms of people being able to find it when they're looking for a new podcast to listen to. Again, as always, really appreciate everybody's support. And this is going to be a fun 30 minutes. So, I've known Eric Burns since we were both in college. Eric has gone on to do all kinds of great things. He played professional baseball, he has put in many, many miles on the pavement and in the water doing triathlons and all sorts of wonderful ultra endurance events. You can also find him on social media, and he is one of the great follows out there. Every Tuesday, he say he does Oppo Taco Tuesday, where he bangs some sort of a ball into some sort of a wall or puts his head through some sort of obstacle. It's always a blast. He is here to talk about what he's been doing over the last six months, and this, this is going to be really fun because Eric doesn't just do stuff for show. Eric puts his money where his mouth is. He gets after it, and he goes hard, and we're going to talk about what that means. Eric, welcome back to Explore the Space.
0: Mark, it's good to hear your voice. It's, um, you know, what's interesting is you're closing in on episode 100. And I think that, you know, what a lot of people listening to this probably don't understand is that our first interaction is back in Reber Hall, right? (laughs) Freshman UCLA 1995. And slowly you became the hard-hitting lead sports journalist for the Daily Bruin. Yeah. That's and right. so where everybody in the medical field right now is gonna be listening to this, going, Oh, this is a nice little side project for Mark and yada 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 he's doing this and uh, you know obviously having some compelling conversations and you, you've done a terrific job. As a matter of fact, this is where I thought your career would have gone.
2: Yeah. You yeah.
0: being a you being a doctor is the one that's got me scratching my head, going, Wait, what? Like that's <laughs> not right. You running a podcast? That's totally normal. That's exactly what I expected you to do. Continue to write. Continue to blog. Continue to to to, to go ahead and 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 pull back the covers from the hard hitting subjects. And here we are. So and
2: uh, here we
1: are. Yeah. Well, I'm going to flip that on its head because you did more than I could have hoped you would have done. You were an amazing collegiate athlete. You're in the UCLA Hall of Fame because of the extraordinary career you had playing four years of college baseball at UCLA. You led the team to the College World Series. It's hard to break into the majors. And, you know, you've written this incredible book. It's called The F-It List. And one of the things about the book that was really striking is you laid it all out there about the hard road you had in the minor leagues and the challenges that you had to overcome to get there. You had this great major league career. And that's what I would have always hoped for you. And it's like, look, looking at your skill set at the time. You're a talented guy. You're a good writer. We were both history majors, but you had a sporting gift. I mean, you're a really gifted athlete. You sacked Tom Brady in high school. I mean, this was where you were heading, but you flipped it completely on its head. Now you're also doing writing. You're also doing podcasting. You're on MLB Network banging through walls, and it's a really interesting profile that you've created for yourself. But the thing that I want to hone in on with you on this show... Right. Me being a physician now and having you on this podcast, this isn't a sports podcast, but we have one of our four pillars is the mental and physical edge. So when I started texting you saying, Eric, you've done all this stuff over the summer. Come back on the podcast because we want to talk about the mental and physical edge. What were you thinking when it's like, is it, oh my God, Shapiro's just bugging me again? Or yeah, I have something I need to talk about. Where was that landing when I started texting you again?
0: (laughs) It's something I've really, I think, developed o- over the years. I-, I think the one thing that um, that I guess I could say that I'm proud of uh, that I've done in my life, and it's not more than playing major league baseball or anything that happened at UCLA. It- it's just continuing to to grow and-, and evolve. And I think that you know, I I saw so many people, uh, guys I played with, uh, professional athletes friends of mine that you know as time has gone on they've fallen into a rut and it's not look we all fall into ruts it happens it happens but the the question yeah the question then becomes how do you respond right Mm -hmm. and so as i went through this big time transitional period coming out of playing the baseball the the next the question was what's next and without forcing anything um i just kind of you know put my foot into a lot of different things somehow found triathlon uh ended up you know totally on a whim from a, a dare from a couple junior high school friends of mine and right. had no idea what i was doing i couldn't swim 25 yards without stopping the only bike i owned was a beach cruiser um
1: was it I the famous beach cruiser that you rode life? out of the mariner's locker room
0: 100 <laughs> <that beach laughs> i love it so j- just a few months after i rode it out of the Mariners locker room. When I got released, uh, for the final time, I rode the same beach cruiser in a triathlon, a sprint Uh, triathlon in in Pacific Grove. And and I was getting passed by 15 year old girls and uh, I almost drowned in the water. I ended up running a couple miles and I got done. I told my friends, I said, look, I said, that was one of the greatest experiences of my life. Thank you guys so much for introducing me to the sport. And all three who, who who kicked my ass i said you guys will never beat me again yeah. and uh went out bought a triathlon bike the next day and uh 11 months later did my first iron man um and then it just kind of um it kind of went and evolved from there into uh ultra running and um doing the western states 100 in 2016 right. and then obviously this past summer uh going across the country um doing a So so let's not not
1: just blaze right past that, because this is a lot of why I I pinged you to come back on the show, right? We're talking, you know, you have your experiences give you unique insight into mental toughness and physical toughness. We can say the the term mental toughness easily. Let's just define, first of all, what you actually did do this summer. And correct me if I'm wrong. You jumped into the water in San Francisco right across right by AT&T Park. You swam Mm -hmm. to Oakland. You got out of the water, you got on your bike, same location, and you rode your Mm -hmm. bike nonstop, I mean nonstop, day after day after day, to Chicago, got off the bike, got on the running shoes, put on the running gear, put on the mankini, God, my retinas have been burned Mm -hmm. by those pictures on Instagram, (laughs) and rode your bike to Manhattan, to Yankee Stadium, yeah. For the triathlon across America. Did I, did I, did I define that right?
0: No, that's it. That's and how it, many yeah. days of uh, there, activity
1: was this? What was the start day? What was the finish day?
0: Uh, 55 days of activity, 57 total days. Um, we had two off days in there. One basically because, uh, we pushed the envelope and we were able to get to Salt Lake early. Uh, and so we had a, uh, we had a huge event at the Salt Lake bees game. Um, uh, so it was, it would have been just a lot easier on everybody if we push the mileage so instead of doing the, the average was uh planned out to be about 100 miles a day yeah. and so we you know we upped that to we did a couple 150 days which was able to get us uh, 150 miles we're and talking then, about
1: 150 miles a couple 150, mile
0: 150 miles yeah yeah okay yeah 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 so then we got to uh <laughs> got to chicago and then that was the only other off day it was uh a day in chicago again we had Huge, uh, huge event planned at Wrigley Field, actually a bar across the street before uh, Colton, my six-year-old got to throw out the first pitch. And um, we worked uh, very closely with the Cubs Community Affairs. So they, they brought me in the booth during the game. And so the whole thing is basically was um, uh, my wife and I started a foundation called Let Them Play. play. uh, Yes. So basically, it's All about getting kids outside today. You're not going to be shocked by these stats, but kids are spending over seven hours a day uh, in in front of a screen. Yeah, there is something like seventy percent of kids uh, do zero after school youth activity program. That's the one that cut my head scratching a little bit. Yeah, going wait wait what what what? And I think I think what we don't remember or what we don't really recognize. Um, you know, we, we both, uh, have had, uh, we've been very fortunate to be brought up, uh, in an with an economic background that has always allowed us to do after school youth activities, no matter what it is. Yeah. Right. No, that's uh, you're right. You know, football, baseball, basketball, soccer, it yeah. doesn't matter, but we have the means and, and, and our parents have the means to allow us to do that. Now, my kids, are the same sort of thing. Well, when you get into these impoverished communities, they don't have the means. So in today's age, believe it or not, it's easier to just give them a cell phone, give them an iPad, give them a screen, put them in front of a video game and let them go entertain themselves for hours on hours. Right. We all know we've all been sucked into that trap before.
2: Yeah. yeah.
0: And, 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 and that's it. So basically what we did is we went around the country and and we made, I think it was like 30 different stops where we handed out grants to different youth activity organizations. And these grants weren't big, Mark. They were just like, you know, anywhere between 500 bucks to 2,500 bucks.
1: I I, I would push back on this concept of big, right? The money is the money. The concept though is, is
0: I'll
1: be honest. I mean, for me, it was really impactful. It's, it's it's the awareness ha- is a currency too. It's it's showing people, hey, this is an important topic. You are smart enough to know that you have some portfolio, you have some name recognition, and you leveraged it in a really creative way. This is a huge issue, and it connects to so much stuff: childhood obesity, all of these different things. And and, and to do this at a population level, it's it doesn't matter about the money. It's a it matters yeah. about getting in front of people and framing the issue. And and, and you know, in your book the first third of your book is you outside. It's you running around doing something. It's, you know, whether it's tennis or karate or football, or finally gravitating to baseball, that defined Eric Burns and look where it brought you. For me, it was tennis early in the morning. It was track and field in the afternoon. It was soccer. It was tennis again, and it's still tennis. These things become part of your DNA and we can't, we have a responsibility to make sure that as many kids as possible have that chance to infuse their DNA with a love of activity in whatever physical form that takes.
0: No, you're right, dude. And, and and here's the thing, 97%. And this is, this is the one that really got us. And and ultimately is what led us to create the foundation that 97% of kids no longer have everyday physical education. Wow. So PE, which was my outlet in life. Yeah and which was actually allowed me to focus and concentrate in class uh, is, 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 taken away from these kids. Yeah. Like there was a school that we went into in, in Philadelphia that <laughs> they had, they had me, they had me come in. I went in with the Phillies fanatic. We had an absolute blast. We had all the kids in there. Right. And we started this thing with them and we just did like a, it was like 30 minutes. I don't even know what you want to call it. Right. Almost like a CrossFit workout. Just we're doing all these different exercises we did some stuff. We played a couple games the when i walked in that room these kids and and let's say there was, I think it was two classes so about 50 kids in there these kids were sitting down on the gym floor fidgeting moving around low energy just like you're looking at them and you're like man like okay you know this is what we're working with today and i remember feeling like i'm mean, i was a little intimidated right yeah. like how am i supposed to how am i supposed to charge this group up and You know, are they going to be receptive to some of the things I want to do? And immediately I do these things called dopamine jumps. And it's one of the life hacks that I have that actually I put on the daily effort list, which is, you know, 22 life optimization activities that I do through the course of the day that kind of helps charge my day. And so I'm like, man, we got to get going. And immediately got the kids up 10 jumps as high as you can raising your hands all the way up. And uh, right then, That's it. That's all it took. Wow! After that, that that group was freaking charged for the next half hour, and then they go back to class. Yeah, and then guess what? They don't get that again for but just another thirty minutes for the entire week. Yeah. So they had two day two days of PE for thirty minutes. That was it every day. I don't know what yours was, but mine was an hour every. day. It was an hour every day, of course. Every single day, hour every day. We we would start. I had a military. Uh, marathon Olympic marathon running PE coach in Chris Miller uh-huh. and every single day before we would start our PE class it was a mile it was it was the mini which was like a one point five or one point eight mile and then the maxi which was a two point four mile run yeah it was one of the three so if we we were getting off lucky if we just had the mile and then guess what if yeah. you if you could do if you couldn't do it. Like you just spend the whole class doing the mile or, yeah. or doing the maxi or whatever it is. And when the other kids would finish and enough other kids, you know, enough like kids assist and we'd start our game, whatever it was. Softball, indoor right. indoor It was hockey, dodgeball, indoor soccer, it was rope climbing.
1: That. Yeah, it was wind sprints. Ah, it was always it. something.
0: All the fun stuff. So knowing this and, and growing up with severe ADHD, which you know, it wasn't diagnosed back then. I think that back. It was diagnosed back then. They just didn't know how to treat it. So they and want to speak about top. that
1: very frankly in your book. I, I, and I credit you for that. You were very transparent with that journey because that can the 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 challenges that you faced really, really came across when you when you discussed that in your book. And I think that it sort of informs what I'm really curious about too with this run, right? We're talking we're we're in the pillar now on the podcast of mental and physical toughness and the mental and physical edge. to do what you've done, write a book you know, overcome obstacles as a child, lose a parent, all these different things that you speak about in your book, and then decide, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to traverse the United States under my own power. There's a level of mental toughness it takes to do that. But I'm curious, is your own personal definition of mental toughness from the day before you started the swim to the day after you finished the run in Manhattan? Did your, did the way you think about mental toughness change? Or is it still the same? And w- when you think about mental toughness now, you're on the podcast, I'll put the question to you. Is it different? And what is mental toughness for you today?
0: The ability to endure.
1: To endure. That's
0: it. hmm That's yeah. it. It, it, it. It's the ability to endure and move on. It's putting one foot in front of the other. I, I I wouldn't have even ever thought of trying to go across the country had my mind not been in the right place. Mm-hmm. And you know, I I think you know we we create confidence is created by two things. I, I think first and foremost, uh, confidence is created through action, uh, activity, and ultimately uh, accomplishments. It, it's I don't think it's necessarily about the accomplishment as much as it is about the process of uh, of of getting to the point where you're able to complete something. I think the other thing that uh, confidence. Uh, is really important is being compassionate with yourself and, wow. and, and understanding that you know life's not perfect and every day is not going to be perfect and there's going to be days where it, it, it hurts to run. There's going to be days where you know mentally you're not going to have it. But I, I think then at that point you know you're you got to sit there and say okay this is this is all part of it. And when we emotionally react to our feelings uh, and, and we'll continue to create this spiral uh, downward of, of effect, the, the greatest thing my dad ever told me. And he told me this <laughs> and he kept telling me this uh, it, probably, towards the end of my giggly career. And I never understood it. I, ne- I never got it. I, it never made sense to me. And he would say, don't take your feelings so personal. I'm like, dad, like, what are you talking about? Like my, my <laughs> feelings are, are, they're a direct representation of who I am. Like I, I've been successful in my, in my big league career, by by acting off of my feelings, like, why would I not want to take those personal? Like my feelings are my feelings. It's, it's, it's who I am. And You know what? Like it literally. I want to say it took him to pass away for me to understand it, but you know, after he passed away unexpectedly, and I think he was sixty-five years old, super good shape. Heart surgery gone wrong. They screwed up the care after. You know, hit me, hit me like a ton of bricks. I'm like, damn, like, wow. But I was able, obviously, to step back and and reflect. And he had, and this is, I think, a lot of the inspiration for for writing the book is he had a, a boatload of writings that he had put down on the iPad, on his iPad before he died. And he had a lot of like recommended books to read and, hmm. and yada, yada, yada. And I just started diving into it, man. I started diving into some of the books that, you know, have been so, um, had been so inspirational, uh, you know, for him and kind of served this his you know, life mantra. And they're all really, really similar. And, and a lot of them had to do with, sort of this uh, far eastern approach to psychology and specifically maybe you know, take it further like sports psychology he was a three black belt in, in Kempo karate um so it was uh very stoic in, in in the writings and and whatnot and it and what I mean by that is you know it, it really I think if I were to define stoic philosophy in 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 one or two sentences it's just that we can't control the things that happen to us, but we have the ability to control how we react. Right. So even if we have these feelings, like it's not about the feelings, like that's not making a break in us. It's how we react to those feelings. So we think we have to react a certain way with emotion. When in reality, you know, you don't man. Like you just, it's those feelings are there and those emotions are going to be there. But our ability to to appropriately put things into proper perspective and, and, and understand that, but the world's not against us. Mm-hmm. I'll give you a, a, perf- a perfect example, and this is something that huh, I don't know. Five, seven years ago, I would have, I would have, I would have let this affect me. So I have my favorite uh, Yoda mug in the morning. This happened this morning, and it, it says. Um, you know, on on the bug, it's a whatever, the killer picture of Yoda, and it says, Do or do not, there is no try.
1: Do or do not, there is right? no try. That's right.
0: Okay. So, sure enough, I take a mug I fill it with some hot water, some more of the mug up before I put my coffee in there, and I go to pour the hot water out, holding the handle, and the bug just flies off the handle. <laughs> so the handle is oh, attached. The cup goes, in, the cup goes into the sink and it breaks. I'm like, this is my favorite mug. Yeah. Right.
2: Yeah.
0: Like I do, do not do this. i like, no, what happened to this mug? Why? And my, I, my, my original emotions and my feelings were damn like, oh no, yeah. Like, I can't believe this happened. How many times does something like that happen? Now we let that affect the rest of our day, the whole day. That's right. right? Yep. Yep. And so I'm going to bring this back to the tie across America. Whereas like, if I take off and we took off, you know, we're on the road 8 a.m. And within the first hour, I got two flats. Like you, I I did not, I did not, it was not possible. It wasn't possible for me to let that affect my day. You understand? Like I couldn't let that affect my day. That's right.
1: Or your day would end right there and you don't get to Manhattan.
0: it, It would it would if it doesn't end right there, it would have ended later in a, in a disastrous sort of way. Right, right. Right? You, I couldn't let you know, all these minute things that happened to me. And some of them weren't so minute. I, mean, I woke up one morning after uh, you know riding for 23 straight days, averaging well over 100 miles a day. I start running. I'm running 30-plus miles a day for the first four days. I'm 120-something miles into this thing. After four days, I wake up and my Achilles is the size of the grapefruit.
1: <laughs> the instagram like, picture what, of that was was notable yeah
0: i'm like i'm like what, what am i gonna do like how how, how is it, it, it you know how is it possible to keep going i'm just like okay let's put one foot in front of the other and i came up with the mentality basically that i'll crawl to manhattan if i have to i will crawl to new york i don't i don't care as long as i can keep moving i'm gonna be okay yeah yeah and so I, I got up and I just kind of, I started the day and I started walking and I walked into a slow jog and pretty soon I got the blood flowing. I'm like, oh, this isn't so bad. I had to make an adjustment though. Instead of going 30 that day, I went 15 and, uh, I attacked the crap out of it. I ended up obviously with, you know, the ice and the elevation, uh, these recovery groups, the normal tech recovery groups, which were, which are so huge. Um, and eventually the, the inflammation, uh, went down and started to run the next day with we yeah. 20 the next day and 25 the next day after that. And pretty soon I was back at 30. Yeah. And it's funny because when something happens, especially in, in, uh, this is almost like, dude, we could do a whole other podcast on <clears throat> the, uh, the, the, the way the body physically reacted through the course of this, because oh, I think that's, I that's a whole, me, that's
1: God. a whole syllabus. I mean, you've got a, that's a whole other book right there. The the, Dude, the like, thing is not, though, because so, you're I, you're in I, high demand I, and I want to get you out of here on time, but I do as I've sort of taken a, a minute like last night before we started, I was kind of reflecting like, wait a minute here. We've got the try across America, we've got a book, you're very forward facing on social media, you're very, very accessible. People can reach out to you and you'll you'll get back to them. And now you've launched, you've got your daily emails, which I get and they're fantastic. They're just, they're super fun. They are, they are absolutely Eric Burns. And now you've got (laughs) this new team go hard that people can subscribe to. And we'll have the link to that on the website. The hat is great. I don't know why I haven't gotten my hat in the mail, but whatever. Um, something's going on and knowing you as I do, this is not the end. You're not done yet. I feel like something is just starting. And if you don't want to tell me everything, that's fine. But what's, what's coming (laughs) you've got a long life ahead of you you're in great health you're in your prime what's coming up what we're building to something what are we building to
0: yeah i i it's um it's kind of like getting across the country i mean it, it's this is, a, this is this is is a process and I, I think what happened and just trying to sum this up briefly for you is i i had these writings right so is it was just, you know, once I dove into my dad's stuff, and then I I had all these experiences. I just gotten done playing major league baseball. I was traveling back and forth. Started my career in television, working for MLB Network. I had five hours on a plane to just sit there and sit still. And I started writing. And I started writing about these experiences. And I didn't I had no clue what I was going to do with them. I, I, at the very least, I knew I'm like, you know what? These are some cool experiences that happened to me through the course of my life um, that I will be able to put in there complete diary form that I'd like to put together one day, give to my kids and, you know, if they want to dive into it whenever they're ready, uh, great. And hopefully they'll be able to draw some lessons out of it. Well, that went ahead to the, uh, the ethic list. And eventually I created like, instead of having to force someone to draw their own life lessons out of it, I drew them out for them. And I said, so the subtitle of it is, life lessons from a human crash test dummy. me. <laughs> yeah. And it's just, look, again, these, these are my experiences. This is what I've learned from my experiences and this is how I feel like you could apply it to your life. I didn't just, I, I, the last thing I wanted this to be was an autobiography and I, I get it part, part of it is, but at the same time, it is, it's like, what am I giving them besides this is what I experienced? It's, no, this is what I've experienced and this is how I was able to grow from that experience and this is how you'll be able to apply it to your life so when i came out with the book of course right we all we're all we're all victims of of prejudgments in our life so if someone's gonna look at me and just go to the social media profile you think back to when i played baseball I'm like dude this guy's a nut job he, he, he he's <laughs> crazy he, he he runs he runs through walls um you know he, he's doing crazy stuff with his kids it's, it's like you know he's He's doing these triathlons. He's on the mountain. It's just like, they're like, why, why, why am I going to read what this guy? You know, this guy can't write. Yeah. For right. Me, that's exactly
1: know, why I wanted to read it though. <laughs>
0: so, so, so then that, so then that became, I told my publisher, I'm like, look, I said, the whole idea of the book is that this is a mentality. It's a lifestyle. It's more than a book. And if we're going to, if I'm going to say it's a mentality and a lifestyle, it's more than a book. I, I'm not just going to write this book and then go away. Yeah, I, yeah. it just wasn't going to happen. So I told him, I said, if we're going to create this, I said we're going to create the lifestyle because I'm not into these one and does. I'm I'm about the process. So sure enough, I told him, I'm like, look, man. I said I have these ideas of these daily emails, and let's play around with them a little bit, and we can kind of do theme ones, and maybe ones like Motivation Monday. Two, we'll do Afro talk Taco Tuesday, and maybe throw in like a a recipe, uh, a healthy recipe for my wife and do something kind of funny on those days. Wednesday wisdom, something along the lines of John Wooden, tipsy Thursday, we'll give out a baseball tip, this or that. And then Epic Friday, which is like this, I don't know, maybe we'll we'll do Epic Friday for for workouts. And, and, And so really, I just wanted to create this big time lifestyle blog. Now, we did stay along those themes for several months. And I, what we got, we sent out a survey and what we noticed was that, um, 90% of the people just wanted the like their, their number one thing is they want the motivation, right? They want the things that are applicable, uh, to help them in their lives. And so since then, I, i Look, I could bring back the recipes if, if if we want, and and bring back the specific Effort Friday workout. And I like the you know, I like I'm the saying- Effort
1: Friday workouts. That's the one that I want back. If I was if I was to vote, where do people find all this good <laughs> stuff? If someone someone's going to listen to this podcast, they're going to remember you flat out dive in left field. They're going to remember you collision at home plate. They're going to say, I, "I want I want a little bit of that in my life." That sounds like fun. I want to have that mentality in my life. I want that sort of toughness. Where do they find you? How do they find all this great content? And how do they join Team just
2: Go, go Hard?
0: Yeah, go to EricBurns.com. And so the Team Go Hard will give you access to yeah. all the emails. So the the emails, I, I I gotta be honest, and I don't know if you agree or not. the the emails are the greatest thing that we've done. And it's the not even emails are a good it, thing. Like, I
1: love them. I, I look forward to them every day. Think, the weekends are a bummer because I don't get one.
0: Yeah. No, but the emails are the are, are are by far and away the best thing. And they're just an extension of the book. Yeah. And the team go hard the team go hard. We got these sick hats that we just, we just put out, but really what that does is it gives you all, all access, uh, all access to the emails. It's a, it's a a lot more personalized. We're very much uh, expanding that, you know, at at the moment, but it's just kind of a way to create this, uh, create this community, this interactive community. And the coolest thing is, is that, you know, getting to interact with people on a daily basis and, 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 and work with them and answer their questions. And, um, you know, life, life's look, life's tough and, and, and it's tough for all of us. And, yep. it, and it's funny. Cause I think if you look at all the great successful people in life, you know, even the ones that we, we feel like, you know, have had this perfectly paved way the entire time. Like it's, it's not true. Like yep. truly successful people in life have all gone through hardships That's right. and they've all That's had right. to figure out ways to overcome them. Yep. And one of the greatest things in, in doing so is, is, is coming together as a community and that's that's really a concept of the team go hard and you know it's again the like emails were um that's that's it's it's something that daily keeps us all yeah. you know up on it and to get reactions from like silicon valley ceos that that are hitting me up like it's it's almost it's moving because it's that's meaningful. Like, I, I get reaction from silicon valley ceos yeah to 12 year to 12 year old kids.
1: And it's all the Tell same, right? Know. They're just people looking for that dopamine bump, right? They're just looking for that. I get mine at about 530 in the morning. It's that little 10 jumping jacks that you described. It's all the same thing. And it's a really cool journey that you're on. I'm delighted that explore the space gets to be part of it. I, I, I'm, I'm still really proud that I got to blurb the book. And now here we are. You've come back on the show and it's clear that there's a journey just starting for you. I, I, ericburns.com, definitely check it out. The Team Go Hard stuff is fun. The emails, they're, they're, they're great. It's a great way to start the day. I really enjoy them and I'm, I'm really proud of what you're doing. I think it's really, really important. I think it's really meaningful and I think it fits into what people want their lives to look like. So congratulations on all of the good stuff. Congratulations on the triathlon across America. And thanks so much for coming back and sharing with us a little bit. This is a lot of fun.
0: Dude, we got to do this again. And I'm very serious about this. I, I, I want to explore the space of how and why I was able to continue to go on when I woke up and my Achilles was the size of a watermelon. That will be your next episode.
1: That's the next episode. You're welcome back anytime. I need the
0: answers, dude. I want the answers. <laughs> totally. <And> real, <laughs> real, real quick, this is what I'm figuring it's blood flow, right? Blood yeah. flow is recovery. So one we always tell it Ice, whatever this next dude i don't know i mean my, my i question that now now i think you know what maybe one of our problems is when something happens we just stop all the time instead of keeping going yeah uh, we'll th- talk about that next
1: time i, I think that's that's going to be really really interesting it'll be a ton of fun eric thank you so
0: much all right bro talk soon thank you for listening to explore the space visit us on our website explore the com. And please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter at ETS Show, and you can email Dr. Shapiro by writing to Mark at ExploreTheSpaceShow.com.